The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. Well, hey there, my friend, and welcome to episode 53, Equanimity is the goal as homeschooling parents. So what do we mean by equanimity? Well, we're talking today about how to observe your feelings without letting them sweep you away, without letting them overtake your day and uh, create more and more tension. So just being able to look at and observe how we feel and react to certain situations. Not an easy task, I know, but very worthwhile. You've probably heard me say before that as homeschooling moms or as the homeschooling parent, we create and hold the space all the emotions in our household, right? Everyone's. And that can be a really big job. It can feel like a lot some days. When I was in the midst of it all with three kids, two boys and a girl, I sometimes felt like, I felt like the negativity was really going to bring me down, right? I sometimes felt like I was drowning in negativity, the whining, complaining, resistance, and bickering. It really did get to me some days. But when I learned to gain just a little bit of distance, a tiny bit of space from all the big feelings going on around me, Um, Just by really accepting them rather than feeling like uh, the day was falling apart, like they were overtaking me, like it was my job to fix it all. Uh, When I was just able to accept all the feelings, the full range, 
I was then able to relax a bit more and more each day. Now, this was a gradual process, and, and I do mean gradual, right? But it made all the difference in how I felt and how I showed up in my homeschool. So how do we handle the day-to-day challenges, right, of family life, of homeschooling, without allowing them to bring us down? That's really the question here. How do we keep from reacting, but also not give up, right? We want to keep from react, having a really strong reaction to other people's feelings, but also keep going, keep moving forward. And the answer is this thing called equanimity. It's that ability to keep our composure even in the midst of a difficult situation. And it it comes about by an awareness of our feelings or our emotions. And sometimes it's even the events outside of our homes that cause us more angst. So do you ever feel derailed by or or even scared by some of uh, things that are going on uh, scared about the world, that we are going to turn over to our children, scared about events. Uh, And when the world around us seems uncertain and scary like this, what can we as mothers, as parents, what can we do to nurture ourselves and our children? I'd say that these past two years have certainly given us plenty of opportunities to practice equanimity, uh, but really parenting and homeschooling also offer us lots and lots of practice and practice is what it takes. So that's good news, right? So today I have a beautiful poem that I want to share and a few strategies that you can use to practice equanimity yourself. All right, here is an especially relevant verse or poem that might help you keep the fear at bay and stay hopeful. It is called A Verse for Our Time. It was written by Rudolf Steiner over a hundred years ago. We must eradicate from the soul all fear and terror of what comes toward us out of the future. We must acquire serenity in all feelings and sensations about the future. We must look forward with absolute equanimity to everything that may come. And we must think only that whatever comes is given to us by a world directive full of wisdom. It is part of what we must learn in this age, namely to live out of pure trust without any security in existence, trust in the ever-present help of the spiritual world. Truly, nothing else will do if our courage is not to fail us, and let us seek the awakening from within ourselves every morning and every evening. Mm. 
so good. And really, to me, that's the basis of our inner work, right? Our work of personal self self-development to, to strengthen those inner forces so that we can be the best parent, we can be the best person that we can be. So here's a little bit, uh, a little snippet uh, about Rudolf Steiner. He was the founder of Waldorf Education. You may know that. And over a hundred years ago, he helped to start the first Waldorf school in Germany. His motivation, it was to bring about social and economic renewal to his country after the devastation of a world war. I find it absolutely fascinating to think about this because Waldorf education was created for healing. And many of us seek the approach and this um, way of thinking about our lives and where we fit into the world. We seek this out because of this, because of this sense that we have that there is a healing that comes through with this work. Steiner also, he designed a series of exercises to encourage us to think with our our hearts rather than our heads. And he taught these exercises to many individuals, including the teachers in that very first school. So there's six exercises. And the third of those six is to observe our feelings, right? Through we, He encourages us to observe our feelings throughout the day so that we can, um, he describes it as restrain strong feelings and strengthen feeble ones. Uh, and the goal really is to create, to come to a sense of balance. So if you want to explore Steiner's six basic exercises to develop thinking, feeling, and willing, I'll um, put a link to a PDF describing each of these exercises in the show notes, which you can find at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 53. Okay, so the idea is that when we notice, this is how we practice equanimity, when we notice and name our feelings, we can accept them for what they are and keep them right-sized is the way I like to describe it, rather than letting them take over or grow out of proportion to the situation. uh, We can keep them right-sized and feel more open hearted, right? Just, we just accept the full range of feelings because uh, the full range of emotions, because that's what the human experience is. Now, sometimes I know this takes some effort uh, to keep us from just reacting right to a situation. Sometimes we get triggered. Sometimes we get really drawn in. Like, for example, our kids are arguing like, uh, Maybe they argue often, right? So to keep us from yelling or taking sides or trying to fix the situation, practicing accepting our emotions is super helpful. I know the challenges also of looking at our world right now and looking at it with that view, as Steiner says, uh, his his words are with absolute equanimity to everything that may come 
I know that's a challenge, right? Um, Just like you, I sometimes really want to rail against all the pain and suffering, all the inequality in our world. But what I have found is that by doing the work to accept any and all emotions that uh, come my way, it's one of my morning prayers, please help me accept all any and all emotions that come my way today. When I can do that, I feel so much more free and so much more able, like have so much more energy to be able to be present for myself, my children, my partner, my life, really. So this work, the practice of equanimity is worth it. Believe me, it's so worth it. And here are just a couple of strategies that you might consider the next time you're feeling like you're having one of those days where your emotions, they just feel super intense or hot or all over the place, like you're on an emotional roller coaster. So the first strategy um, is, is a great response that you can use to your children or partner when tensions arise, when things are escalating. And this comes from the work of Kim John Payne in his latest book, Being at Your Best When Your Kids Are at Their Worst. Uh, Payne suggests that we simply pause in the heat of the moment and say something very simple like, I can see this is hard for us. Oh, try it. I bet you'll find like me that this just helps to calm that heat down. It brings it down a few notches and gives everyone a moment to breathe, right? A moment to regroup and welcome back the compassion that we all have for each other. Okay. That was the first one. The second strategy is to recognize that our feelings come from our thoughts, right? So our thoughts about the world or a given situation are what generate our feelings. So here is just an example that can, I think, better explain this because when we're having some certain intense feeling, we can go back and see what we're thinking about it and then choose to change that thought if we want, which will in turn change our feeling. So here's an example. When I say you're upset about a child's behavior, right? And um, so when I'm upset about a child's behavior, I like to try on a different thought. So perhaps instead of thinking, why are my boys fighting all the time? What's wrong with them? I might really examine that and try on something like this instead. Mm-hmm. Yep, brothers fight sometimes and that's okay. Because it's true. Brothers do fight sometimes. So once I uh, am able to come from a more accepting place like that, I'm so much more likely to be able to generate, like think creatively and generate some ideas for how maybe they could take a break instead of, um, you know, continuing with what they're doing. I might help them problem solve. I might help them just sit down for a minute and each share where they're coming from. There's so many different ideas, but I'm not able to do that if I'm contributing to the escalation of anger, if I'm in the midst of the situation yelling on top of their yelling. And sometimes it takes looking at 
the thoughts that I have that are generating that feeling of frustration for me so that I can then be present to help them. All right. I hope these ideas are helpful to you today because I know parenting is hard work, right? It calls us to really dig deep a lot of the time. And when the outside world seems like a crazy and scary place, parenting can feel even more challenging. But I want to encourage you to try shifting the energy a bit by practicing equanimity just a little bit every day so that you can strengthen your ability to keep your composure in the midst of any challenges that life might bring your way today, tomorrow, just practice it a little bit every day. I really think you'll find it makes a big difference. Equanimity is the goal as homeschooling parents. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today. You can find the show notes for this episode over at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 53. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. 